Okay, so Tamitha Denyes, the owner of TD Accounting Services and uh, Quinty Business Accounting, uh, located in Belleville, and we have expanded so that we have team members across Canada now. Yeah, and you just, you're literally in the process of moving offices. Literally moving again. <laughs> so th thank you for, for coming and joining us after a full day of moving an office, uh, you got, I'm sure you're exhausted, but we'll get your energy going. We'll get you buzzed and talking about Sounds some good. Yeah. outside of coffee, right? So no more caffeine <laughs> injections. Uh, yeah. Cause you gotta be able to fall asleep so you can get up tomorrow. Right. Unless you're planning to work. You know what? Tomorrow. Chocolate yeah, covered sure coffee today. beans are <laughs> still the magic. It Chocolate covered espresso bean. <laughs> yumminess, 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 yumminess. So, but I guess you have your practice, but in addition to your practice, like so many of us in our community, you're a coach and a consultant. You do yes. a lot of teaching. You do a lot of helping with accountants. Um, how are you managing sort of growing a practice and and doing all of that together and and golfing on every <laughs> every weekend? Every weekend. <laughs> yeah. So don't look at don't look at your Apple watches this weekend. It's strictly moving. No golfing. You'd be surprised uh, how many steps. Yeah, but moving there's movement, yeah. right? Like that kind of that's one thing. Like this afternoon, I did yard work. And it was like, it, it was like work, our yard work, cutting the lawn, you know, pulling out the leaf blower and you, it does burn a little energy. That's so that's you'll that. be surprised. You lift those boxes and you carry them around as much as I was today. And I got some upper pipes going on here that are aching like you wouldn't believe. I'm extending <laughs> calories. I know I am. Nice. But yeah, how do I keep it all together? You know something? where I was five years ago is not where I am today, both mentally, emotionally, and in the business itself. Uh, my mindset has shifted quite a bit. Five years ago, it was more of that one-on-one -on -one relationship. And now it's about building teams that are making those relationships with the customers. So right. taking that same mentality and finding people that, that have that same drive to really want to find those errors really want to help those customers and doing it because they want to right and building a team and a culture and an organization and like i'm a big fan of that and i think you know i it's a big step when you go from that you know 
where it's just you to it's it's a team to it's it's as the team grows and expands what would you say is was the hardest part for you um in expanding and growing your team expanding and growing my team (laughs) was it it, yeah straight up was it training was it or how about what it wasn't okay and it was no knowledge and not knowing what I needed and what I needed to look for and how to not be a friend, but have expectations and then being strong enough to have those expectations met. Yeah. And be assertive about them when they're about not. About it. Yeah. Right. You don't have to be derogatory or negative, but you can get your point across and still get results at the same time. And that's a mindset shift. Yeah, you have to be firm. You don't have to be mean, but you have to be That's firm. That's right. You know, there's expectations. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I love mindset shifts. Like people don't understand the concept sometimes that, you know, you don't always have to stay the same. It's okay to change the way you think. I think in many ways, the pandemic created a mindset a mindset shift for a lot of people. I know it, it changed my way of thinking. And I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, Brad, I mean, just, just to touch on that topic, you're right. You're very right. I took an entire practice of 15 people that spent eight and a half hours a day in front of people. There was no such thing as a virtual world. As a matter of fact, I went in two weeks before I purchased the company, giving them a demo of, de- of QuickBooks Online. And all I got was the closed arms, look in the face, mm. Mm, and then two weeks later, walk in and say, I'm the boss. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I had so a lot did of everyone stay or did they run for the hills? Oh, when you, it was when like you the, 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 the big eyes and the, oh, I said some nasty things. I wonder if she's going to fire me. And they're still all with me today. But oh. here's what they learned from, from COVID. Within 24 hours, this entire team of predominantly 50 plus women, one man on the team, but 50 plus women, all of them within 24 hours worked from home. Not wow. one of these women have ever had that opportunity before in their life. And what's their feedback? Do they, do they now oh. want to come back? Do they want to come back, but only part-time? What, so what we they- have swing desks. Okay. That's what we call them. You, right. you come in, you book your time at the desk. It could be a day, half day, one hour, five hours. I don't care what it is. You wipe it down be- before you sit. You wipe it down before you go. The idea is, is you have company if you wish to work with your colleagues or you don't, it's right. your choice. Yeah. So it's, it's completely discretionary. 100%. But what isn't discretionary is we are not opening the doors to the public again. Oh, really? Again? So yeah. Um, I, I completely agree with that because uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to f- figure out what is, you know, as things begin to reopen, what is going to be my policy? And quite frankly, I don't really want to open the doors, certainly don't want to open the doors to clients again, because, uh, you know, one of the things, the thing, my favorite takeaway from COVID is all the people who used to drop off piles of paper, now send me emails or upload to a share file or PDFs. Like, I don't, I don't scan documents anymore, right? Isn't it nice? (laughs) Um, We have, we do still have that one guy who, who, um, who does a physical ledger book so he gets he, he gets a pass and he arranges to bring it in but uh, everyone else it was like we 
Like, and these are people who just got in the habit of, oh yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring my bank statements by tomorrow. No, no, don't do yep. that. Or my favorite, yeah. they come in with three, <laughs> and they still come in, three shopping bags. Yeah, oh, you have it ready tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and, and how soon are you gonna have that done for me? Mm, not now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no timeline. Exactly. Talk to me next month. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is this is all really exciting stuff, right? I mean, having uh, this new office, this new team, and, and you did you actually did an acquisition um, of another firm, and yeah, with, we did. With that, I mean, there. What? Well, what made you want to acquire another firm? What was the impetus behind it? Uh, I have a dream. That's yeah. actually a song. No, no. In, in all honesty, there, there's a, a methodology behind what we're doing. There's a timeline. There's a plan. It's a ten-year. It's a ten-year plan. Uh, there's still three more acquisitions that I'm looking to do. Uh, ultimately, it's the size of the company to grow. It was always meant to be a corporation. It was always meant to be a big organization, uh, and we're getting there. We're getting there. Our next. Nice. Our next one that we're looking at, and I can say this with some level of certainty, is in Kingston. Cool. Yeah, so we will be continuing to grow. And now, if I, if I recall your first acquisition, it was a desktop-based company, correct? Was it 100% desktop-based. So is that what you're going to continue to do is acquire old-school um, firms and then convert them, or you're going to go after more cloud-based down the road? It's funny when you mentioned how COVID changed things. Uh, in, in the acquisition plan, we had planned on doing desktop firms and converting them because obviously I'm, I'm cloud-based. But one of the things that I noticed during COVID is a number of our colleagues, maybe not in our circle, but a number of the colleagues in my general vicinity have decided to retire. They got out of the game. Interesting. It, it was just too much. And I can see that we had three accountants retire locally and we had a couple of bookkeepers close up shop. So it's not even a point of acquiring anymore. It's just getting your name out there, being that helpful kind of person, getting into social media. And, and again, I, I don't like using the word sell, but getting into the social scene and being able to help your neighbor. So when that neighbor coffee bean business company or restaurant who's struggling or I don't know car tire place down the road posting about items topics conversational pieces even a joke <laughs> right now people love that they just want that connection great example I have a business down the road love them dearly great people they do great things every week for other people in the neighborhood we showcased them last week for no other reason than just to say, great, you guys are such great neighbors and we love you. Mm -hmm. But those types of things, tagging them on social, getting the feedback, then they share that with their people. All of a sudden we look like the heroes on the street and we're not doing anything, mm -hmm. but it's getting our name out. We're the accountants that are, are friendly. We're, we're the, the bookkeeping practice that, that digs a little deeper. Um, we're not the cheapest on the street, but you get the service that you get, right? Like you get the value for the service that you're paying for. And if you have a problem, I am not Walt, uh, Sam Walton from, from Walmart. Mm. I'm approachable. All you need to do is knock on the door. 
I think Sam's dead, though. Um, I think Sam's dead. Yeah. 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 Or one of the Waltons. There's a Some, lot of them. He's really hard to reach. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not in my vicinity. <laughs> well, it but depends. Yeah. Maybe he was cremated. Okay, we're getting a bit uh, yeah. I'm getting now. tired. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that Friday, Friday evening, that happens. Yeah, but this is. I mean, so with the with the desktop migrations. Or, or the goal to migrate these people from desktop. What's it? What's your success rate been like? Are, are and how how much do you push it with trying to move them over to QBO? Do, are you still basically uh, maintaining and supporting people on desktop, or is this oh, a situation yes. where they've just hired you and they don't care what you use? Not at all. Uh, if you are that kind of a business owner, I think you need to find services with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're focused at, we're focused on helping you, the business owner, build your business. That's, that's, that's our model. That's our vision. That's, that's what we aim to do. That's our, that's our main pleasing point. And if you don't care, then you're not a client that should be with us. Right. So we've, we've done that de-client cleansing, as I call it. Uh, And I'm, I'm not going to say I'm fussy, but I'm very careful who we bring on as customers. Uh, As a great example we had someone who's kicked our can a couple of times and we didn't, he didn't knock a third. Right. It's just, there's times when you know it's a fit and when it's not. And I think I've been in the business long enough to know who's, who's trainable, who's willing to move forward, who wants to move to the cloud. And that's the other thing. Not everybody wants to go. Well, that, that's exactly it. A lot of people don't. Once they have a pattern, they're happy where they are. Yeah, I, I, and this is, I mean, this, you know, when I first got into the cloud accounting, I'm like, oh yeah, we'll just switch all our clients. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this, but on Hector and, and uh, Michelle's Facebook page, uh, Doug Sleater was out there posting about some problems he was having with QuickBooks desktop. Yes, the Doug Sleater. And someone says, oh, that's, it sounds like you're, um, you're using a sunsetted product. It's probably not supported anymore. It's probably too old. And he says, right. Yeah, you're right. So I kind of teased him about still being on desktop. Oh and um, Clayton, of all people, jumps in there and gives this real serious answer why Doug should still be on desktop. And if, if people don't know this, uh, Doug and Clayton are like best friends. <laughs> so it was funny to hear Clayton comes swooping in to defend the honor of his friend about sticking with desktop and they gave me all these reasons why and i i felt like i didn't have time but clayton if you're listening i was only joking um it yeah. just the, the 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 fun with me was that it was doug sleater i don't think people noticed at first who it was they didn't see the name that was the first thing i noticed well, i don't I mean, know doug that also- well but obviously he's a legend in in our space he's a legend yes. in our space but there's also people who are new to the space mm-hmm. who who may not know who he doug is who? Yeah, well, because yeah. Joe, who <laughs> yeah, kind of like, I mean, effectively sort of retired. Brad, who <laughs> Andrew, I mean, who I, I unfortunately SleaterCon basically ended when I when I got into this. It predates me by about a year or two, yeah, literally by about a year. And I've been around for a little while. Um, I, I'm not I'm not a complete rookie. Um, so there's lots of people out there who may, like Doug Sleater could be posting people who would be like, who the hell is this guy? He knows nothing about it. Yeah. Account. Start trolling them and get into an argument with them. 
Why you um, yeah. Oh, wait, he knows more about this than, than I do. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you always hear these super positive things about those conferences, how much fun they were. And when he sold it and it became a context, didn't it? Yeah. And yeah. it just lost its magic and, and everything. Because the magic so, was him, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I heard, in that he was the magic. He was the reason yeah. why that well, it was what it was. It's, it's like you have that secret sauce to bring everyone together. It's kind of like QuickBooks Connect. We, we love it because of the way it comes together, but we've noticed it slowly over time transitioning into slightly different formula. And you can see how if you don't keep the magic together, it could go away forever, right? All of a sudden, if people stop coming or there might have been an alternative. So he was able to keep it together and, well, and build what's, a very what's loyal following. What's amazing about what he was able to do is he was able to, one, make it profitable, which we know there's other people out there who struggled to do this. Yes. Um, and, and, and still build make it fun, make it a great learning experience, make it something people wanted to be a part of each and every year that people still talk about six years later, people are still yep. talking about it. So like, I mean, that's incredible because when you think about it, like into it, they've got a huge advantage because they run these things at a loss, right? Like, you know, so it, it, it becomes a lot. That is a massive advantage. Like we, we can't, we don't, a lot of people don't understand that. A guy like Joe or, or Doug, they're not in it for the charity. No. Right. So that's where do you, cause let's, let's face it. I've seen some conferences out there, not necessarily accounting related. And, you know, you go to them in the early stage and they are operating at a loss or a break even just to experiment. And then they start pulling stuff away and it becomes more commercial and they become less enjoyable. I used to go to a small business uh, sort of, it was like a full day conference here in Calgary. And it was awesome. The next year, it was good. Following year, it was absolute crap. They were just mm. all about selling to you, and you got spammed, and the quality of the, of the exhibitors went down. So you got to know that it's a real challenge to find that secret sauce, to get people so passionate about coming and still putting a few dollars in your jeans. Yeah, because so. it's, it's, it's a hard balance between – so first of all, you know – when you don't have a lot of money and you're not paying speakers very well, then they're going to pitch their products, which is the worst experience that you can have as an attendee, right? When you come in and I wait, I have just paid two grand to hear you pitch me your product. I could move on. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I mean, that that's number one. And then number two, I think where, where a lot of the conferences uh, fall down for me um, is the balance of, social to PD. So I think what we've come from is this era where it's PD, PD, PD. We need to be, uh, we need to be an hour long and then five minute break and then an hour long and then five minute break and then an hour long. Like where are we encouraging that water cooler interaction? Mm -hmm. Right. Which no. we, I personally value more than most courses. Me like too. I, I want to, and even like the, the Intuit ones, I would love it if there was more gaps like 20 minute breaks in between sessions so that you had a time because what often happens with me, and I don't know whether this would change if they made 40 minute gaps, but I'll sit down and I'll be in a great conversation and I'll complete that's the it session because yep. the conversation is better than the session. 
I'd love to be able to have a great 20 minute conversation and not feel like, okay, I got to go my, my session starting, have a good 20 minutes to talk with someone. And then I could then continue on to another session or you know what I mean? So I think we need to have in these events, people go, okay, it's, it's, it's PD. Yes. I want great content, but I but. want, yeah, it's gotta be intertwined with because QB connect to me is all about the connections and the relationships mm -hmm. and the friendships that I built. That's going to be what makes me want to come back. And that's where I've gotten 100% of the value that I've gotten out of these events. So even if it's, if I learn something in a session, every one of those it's, I've then further built on what I've learned by being able to talk with a speaker and hang out with them at the bar yeah. and chat with them and get to know them and become friends with them and have them on Friday night live. And, <laughs> you know. Well, that's the thing. Like here, here's how, you know, what's really valuable. Okay. We're all missing conferences. We, we, we talk about them and reminisce just about every week, you and I, Andrew, and what is it we miss? You just nailed it. It's we miss our friends. We miss the people. We miss the friends we haven't even met yet because we know that there's always going to be somebody new. Every conference I've ever been to, I've always met somebody new that sticks with me. You know, they become a friend, a confidant, business partner, whatever. That's what I miss the most. Do I miss the PD? Well, First of all, I'm no longer a CPA. I, I let my letters go this year and that was on purpose. So I don't have PD requirements. It doesn't mean I don't want it. I, I'm just bombarded with knowledge. I, I never had any challenge getting well, my PD it, hours. You PD, you but can it, download it off at a webinar. Oh my God, it's well, crazy. It's everywhere. It's absolutely yeah. everywhere. We, there's so many opportunities to get it. There's so many great webinars. There's events put on by people in my, in my network. Once again, it's those people that we've met. Th that's who I miss. That's what I miss the most. And, you know, we just had this conversation. I, I can't remember who it was with. It was fairly recently. And, you know, as much as it's, it was cool, my first year at QB Connect to see Oprah Winfrey, it was cool to meet Malcolm Gladwell and all that stuff. I don't even need those high profile it was cool speakers. To meet Doug Sleater and Clayton Oates, I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, uh, my first uh, conference, yeah. our QuickBooks Connect in 2015, I was sitting there waiting for the accountant's day or something to begin. And I look over my shoulder and there was a familiar face that I was following on LinkedIn. They're what they call the LinkedIn influencer. I don't know if you remember those. I think they still use that terminology. And I looked over and I said, that's gotta be her. And I said, are you Jeannie Whitehouse? And, and, and this lady looks at me with a stern look and looks like she's gonna chew, you know, chew my ass off. And she goes, yeah, who wants to know? And that's Jeannie. Charming accent. <laughs> and then she grinned at me and says, yes, I am. And who might you be? And, and we became good buddies that moment on. And, that to me epitomizes why I love going to these conferences so much. So what Andrew just said about the ability to have more time with the people, because we're going all this way and we're spending all this money, the value I get are the relationships and the people I've exactly. met along the way. I would go to a conference with no PD if it was all social. Think about how much fun that would be. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, Brad and I have talked about doing something somehow. And I am now two weeks away from being able to travel. Um, so I can do it tomorrow. And yeah, the countdown has started two weeks. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm signed up. I will be going to uh, Scaling New Heights. Looks oh, like. you are going. You signed up? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to be speaking there, it looks like. Um, so I'm, I'm Good gonna... for you. Congratulations. Well, and, and thank you to the guys at uh, Lysio and Allison nice. and Chris for, for taking care of that, um, inviting me to come speak. And because Brad knows my rules, my wife has. If, 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 <laughs> if I'm not a speaker, I don't get to go. So I need, I need someone to make me a speaker. Um, but I'm, I'm thrilled, but I, I, you know, I'm can't wait to see everyone. I, I wonder how many people will, will be there because I think it's still, it's still up in the air for a lot of people around traveling. You know, it's just because mm -hmm. can, I know I'm chomping at the bit. Not everyone's chomping at the bit. I'm not. Well, I, I would go just about happy. anywhere. Texas would makes me nervous, but if I'm vaccinated, I don't care. I don't care where I go. Cause I'm still going to be cautious to a point just yeah. Just because I don't, I don't think it's you're being responsible if you're just ignoring what the heck's going on. But um, like here in Calgary, I'm I'm ready to start organizing events, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it mandatory that you're vaccinated, and just for the time being, it'll be smaller, but that way everyone could just relax and have a good time. I know people that um, have been getting together in that scenario, and they say it's just wonderful to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but I I don't want to put other people. Uh, make them feel uneasy and when it just starts slow so i would definitely like scaling sounds like a blast the problem is texas doesn't give a shit about right but if you're if you're with everyone and everyone's yeah. vaccinated like I, and this is hard the hard part is yeah but there's no there's no requirement for what, scaling the protocol to be now that you're vaxxed right and, well, and there like, isn't a protocol though is there right? a scaling well, Scaling never had one. Even like I, I mean, I'm yeah. sure they have I mean, he had a, he had a live event a year ago, but it was like <laughs> in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the thing it's like, so I make my own decisions, right? Like I, I follow laws that I think are fair and just. I don't follow laws because they're the laws of the country. Like I jaywalk all the freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, and I think, and it, when it comes to the same thing with with, with with COVID, I definitely want to be responsible. I want to make sure my community, my friends are safe. Yeah. Um, but I think part of the problem is, is that, you know, especially here in Ontario with people, you know, who are now fully vaccinated and the government just lacking the, the coming out and saying, hey, you know, this is what's okay. And this is not what's okay, which is a, a big miss um, on my perspective. But thankfully I can turn to, I have family members and friends who are doctors and who are scientists and who know this. And they're basically saying like, well, if you're, if you're vaxxed, you, you're good to hug. You're good to go. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> well, that's, that's the part, right? Is that physical contact. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, too late. Yeah. I've already started hugging like a mad woman. So <laughs> nice. I can't help it. It's the one thing that I miss everything else I can live with. I don't need to travel. I'm not, I, I don't have the bug that much. I love conferences, but again, for the same reason you guys do, it's about the camaraderie. It's about mm -hmm. being able to talk to someone in my own industry who understands my language. Instead of me having to change how I speak to people that don't understand what I'm talking about, I can get in a room with, with you guys as an example, and we can talk and we can talk deep and we can, we can, rip, we can rip it a new one. But I can't do that with anybody else in my world. Yeah. That's why conferences are so amazing. Yes. That all being said, I miss the physical touch. Yeah. That too. 
hugs. You know, I, I'm not much of a I'm not much of a hugger myself. But oh, Brad, you wait when I see you next. <laughs> well, no, but these conferences—it's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a different story. I, I, I was as I was say, I'm not much of a hugger, but it's different when I'm at these conferences. I actually enjoy that part of it because there are so many huggers in our community that I've yeah. learned to sort of go, okay, this is actually not so bad. And it's just the connections that we make with our friends that, yeah, I, I miss that. I, I really do miss yeah. the physical presence of, of the people in my community. It's been really hard on me. I've really been coming to terms with it lately. Like <coughs> not having human contact when you're used to being around people all the time, you guys know me, I'm, I'm very sociable. Um, long before I came to the QuickBooks world, I was doing it here in Calgary, you know, I was known as that guy that was everywhere, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's been hard. It's been really hard because, you know, living this solo existence, especially with the weight loss journey and everything where I'm out, you know, exercising every day. And I've learned to be comfortable being alone, but it's kind of hit me lately that maybe I'm not so comfortable with it. You know, I really have missed people. So as I've got, you know, gone through the vaccinations and I got my second one, that was the first thing I thought about when I got my second shot two weeks ago is yes, I get to see people again. And that's going to be the most fun. I'm going to start slow. I'm already reaching out into my local community here in Calgary. Uh, I've reached out to some of the people that really matter to me. And I don't know if anyone saw my post um, the night before Father's Day, but I had found there's this, this, this guy here in town and I'll, I'll, I'll mention him by name. His name is Jim Button. He is um, a founder of a co-founder of a microbrew here in town that kind of started the microbrew world called Village Brewery. And when I first started my entrepreneurial journey in 2013, I went to a lot of networking events and I saw him speak. And if you saw Jim, he's this, uh, he had these dark flowing uh, curly locks, um, Oakley glasses, almost like what I wear these days. Maybe I was influenced by him. And he's got a marketing background and, and what a storyteller. I was just blown away and absolutely inspired. And then I kept, I saw him on another panel that a friend of mine put on who I just spoke with yesterday. And then I saw him on another panel. It was a, a beer panel. And I got to know another guy, Andrew Graham Sherman was there on that panel. And so Jim Button was one of my favorites. And then um, at the Calgary Chamber of Commerce, we were up on, on uh, the AGM on the 57th floor of the Bow Tower, which is, if you've ever been to Calgary, the Bow is an impressive um, uh, skyscraper. And they've got this, this event space up on the 57th floor. It's truly amazing. Mm. And Jim came up to speak. And I knew Jim was going to be there. I was super excited. And then I, he got up there and I was like, I didn't recognize him. His hair was gray. He looked little older and he looked he looked rough well i was like he must he must be ill I, I don't know what's going on and then i bumped into graham sherman and he mentioned that jim had cancer and jim's been fighting he is terminal but he's been fighting it for seven years and he's got this blog that i um, check once in a while just to make sure he's doing all right and he put up this this really wonderful post about this this woman who was on america's got talent He's got a 2% chance of living. And she was just such a wonderful person. So upbeat. And I watched it and it brought tears to my eyes. And, you know, it was on the eve of Father's Day. I lost my father to cancer. So I made a little post saying, 
you know, buck cancer, like I like to say, and, and how I admire um, Jim Button. And what makes it a little interesting, my wife delivers uh, for edible arrangements. And she delivered to Jim about two months ago. And my wife recognized his name and said, my husband talks about you all the time. He, he thinks you're really cool. <laughs> Embarrassing, right? So I, but she loves I you. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so anyways, I, I wrote this little post on Facebook and I tagged Jim and he reached out to me and said, I think we need to, to get together for a coffee and a stroll. What do you think? And I said, well, I, I can walk. <laughs> of course, I walk 15 kilometers a day. So we're hooking up on Sunday and, oh, you know, it's a thrill for me. You know, he's not long for this world, but I have followed his journey and he documents it. He chronicles his struggles with chemo and radiation oh. and all the horrible things and the good things. And he's, he is an inspiration. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. On, That's on Sunday. good. You know, these, these people in our world, you know, I just mentioned Graham Sherman. And for those people that don't know Graham, he is another brewery guy and he spoke you remember him, of course, Tammy was a get oh, connected yeah. He's Calgary. A sweetheart. Yeah. And then he was on a panel in, in Toronto uh, oh. at Connect that year. And Graham is the real deal. Um, so I can't wait to, you know, see these people. And that's where it'll start, you know, start to see humans again. I have a friend that owns a, a coffee shop here in town. That's where we filmed a video, uh, Tannis and I, a few years ago. So I'm going to start slow, but get out and see the people that really matter. Because I think that's what I, what we all need. I think that's what's ailing us as, as a society. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of angst out there. There's a lot of people that, you know, are showing colors I didn't know they have. Um, I've seen other people that it's kind of done the opposite. It's brought them out of a shell and, and maybe, so that part is, is exciting. I think. So what about you, Andrew? How do you feel? What, what, what are you going to do? You, you've got two vaccinations in your arm now. You're completely vaxxed as far as we're concerned at this point. What's your next step? What are you going to do to start breaking out again? So, I mean, the hard part is I'm literally going up to my cottage next Wednesday where it's- But that's, that's what you need, Andrew. You've missed your family. Yeah. Well, what, what's nice is that, so the first thing is, and we had this actually, uh, was it last weekend or for Father's Day? Um, everyone but one of my stepbrothers uh, was up, which was a nice first step. So I think the first step is like just getting like all 22 of my family members together. Right? Like that, that's just the immediate family, right? No cousins or anything. You got a big family. Um, so that's that's certainly step one. And and the other thing is, is which is nice and what we haven't been doing, is like just walking down the street and going to sit at the neighbors and hanging out with them. And we're still doing it outside and, um, you know, safer than, than uh, what we, you know, are used to before we would have been like house parties and, you know. Uh, in each other's space, yeah. In each other's space, right? But at least now we're, we're hanging out with other people, going out to patios and restaurants. Like I was at a, a patio with my sisters, uh, in Yorkville a few weeks ago. And, and that was an amazing experience just to like that buzz and the energy of people, right? Like I, yes. even though I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually kind of an introvert. I'm like this weird introvert who like, I need to replenish my energy by some alone time, but I also need to replenish my energy by being- What's that term we came up with? Yeah. Ambivert, was it? Or omnivert? Uh, an omnivert, an omnivert, right? An omnivert. Yeah, so I'm Yeah, I, I'm I, that I way too. And um, 
So just being around people is, is sort of step one. Step two is, uh, you know, conferences and travel for, for that. Step three, which is we're planning a big, um, like a family getaway for, for all 22 of us. We're going to go somewhere. We're trying to figure out where that's going to be. Nice. So right before COVID, we all rented a house in, in Mexico. Um, so we're looking to do something like that again, which is like, I mean, I really love that. Like, it's really cool when you get 22 people together and you rent a house for 22 people, you get, you get pretty nice houses. You get a nice house. Yep. You get, you get a nice house when you get that many people together. Right. That one you had in Mexico, didn't you say it was like a gangster house or something? And probably, I'm sure it was probably owned by a drug dealer or something. It was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a mansion. Well, a lot of Mexico has properties like that, but yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, we're, we're trying to figure out right now where we're going to go. So that's the big thing um, is, is figuring out travel. Um, so what, I, what do you have on your short list? What, what's being uh, thrown around? Yeah, so that's a good question. Short I, list. I, my dad is very partial to Mexico. Um, and so he, he always wants us to go back to Puerto Vallarta. Um, so that's always going to be on the list. And that's what we're, I personally would rather go somewhere else because I've been there like 30 times. Um, I love the city because I've, I've been going there since I was 13. What about uh, the Mexican like Riviera? Yeah. Just outside I, of Cancun there. To be honest, yeah. I, I like there's other parts of Mexico even I'd like to go to. Or um, my sisters are, are advocating for Jamaica um, because Jamaica is. Jamaica, man. You can get some really, they've got some really nice houses there. Um, and it's uh, relatively affordable. It's a short yeah. flight. Um, so lot, lots of pluses about Jamaica. Um, so Jamaica, Mexico, um, I'm, I'm always partial to, to Bahamas. It's where yeah, I, got I was going to suggest Bahamas. I, I love the Bahamas and it's such a short flight. Uh, but we haven't really found any houses in the Bahamas. That's the, that's the hard part. That, um, no, don't look at Bermuda because <laughs> yeah. you won't find a house there. Yeah. It's, it's it is beautiful. It's a beautiful place to go, but it's yeah. Big, a big uh, property like that. I do, there's not a lot of them. It's only 25 square miles. So the so, big houses are all owned by millionaires and they live in them. Yeah. They, they don't rent them out. <laughs> don't Airbnb them. A lot of it. Oh, come well, on. You know what? Somebody's there probably is everyone Airbnb, Airbnb something. Yeah. So you never the, the owner that. doesn't, the maid does when the owner's not looking. Exactly. What time of year? What time of year are you doing this? Are you uh, doing it'll this be, this it'll summer? Uh, no, it'll be uh, around uh, end of February. Um, we'll be going. So, okay. Because uh, is still. My dad does the first six weeks of the year in January or in Mexico every year. So it'll be after he's done that and also doing the time. Post vacation, vacation. I love it. It's a, it's a terrible time to go away as an accountant, but it is also like there's something, there's something nice about going away in the middle of tax season. Just get like, you know what? You guys handle it for a week. I'll be back. Well, That's you got a good team. You got a good team. So why not? Yeah. That's my next step is to be able to say that in the middle of tax season. Yeah. And the hard part is you like for me and, and this is, this is, I never really truly disconnect. Like even though when I have a week off, people know they can reach me. I'm probably going to be checking my email. Maybe not every, every, every hour. That's for sure. But I'll probably check it once or twice a day type of thing. So you're always still connected. You're always reachable if there is an emergency, right? I call um, it being on. You're always on. Yeah, you're 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 always on. But if you if I mean if if you don't if you actually enjoy your job, that's not the end of the world. <laughs> oh no! Did Tamitha just freeze on us?
I think she did. Or is it me? Brad, you there? I'm there. Okay. Sorry. We definitely lost Tam. Um, so hopefully she'll join us back on in a second. But yeah, I mean, I guess there's there's lots to be excited about about this post-vaccine world. And um, how about you, Brad? So did you what did what did you did you get uh, Pfizer for the second shot, or did they give you a um, AstraZeneca again? No, it was Moderna, as I expected it would be. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's fine. There's you can mix and match. That's what they've learned. I I didn't worry. I had somebody say. Oh, you got AstraZeneca. Yeah, there she goes. We lost her. So I, my only there. question was, I'm like, you sure this means I don't need a third shot to be able to travel? <laughs> I just don't want you playing games with me and coming back and to be like, well, since you only have one of Moderna and one of AstraZeneca, that doesn't really count as two. That was a bit of a concern for me. So I wanted to, I wanted to make sure, like for me, I definitely am anxious to travel. Um, of course, I still potentially have an RV coming in September, maybe. <laughs> uh, although I, I'm, I'm definitely not holding my breath anymore especially if after every time every time i get a call from them i'm like oh great when they, how long is this being delayed now well the thing is the longer it takes you might not even feel like it when it comes around to it you might say yeah yeah the, you know the excitement of doing it might might wane might have worn off so keep keep an eye on that per, on that uh, on our waiting room to see if tamitha comes yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye that'd be too bad you lost internet access so well, we'll just have to we'll just have to talk about her while she's gone. <laughs> so yeah, I um so tomorrow's my two week periods up. I um uh, use the Alberta Health Services website to get my son uh, his second shot. So um, you, how I had you to I had to go a hundred kilometers, hundred fifty kilometers away originally, and I eventually kept trying back, trying back till I find a good appointment here in Calgary to do it. Um, so this is the, this is the big debate right now is about. Um, well, I guess your son's over 12, like, uh, yeah, he's 16. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for our daughter, my wife is, is, uh, on the fence and apparently there's a fair bit of literature, um, around some heart issues, uh, for children with the, well, yeah, it's, it's the Pfizer vaccine. I read up on it. Um, my son had Pfizer for the first, um, and he's getting Pfizer for the second. So of course we are interested because he fits right in that category. Uh, I read up on the condition. It's like one in 2 million. It's really low probability. It's going to happen. And if it does happen, what it is, it's a mild inflammation of the heart muscle that causes a bit of discomfort for a short period of time and it recovers without any serious medical intervention in a few days. Yeah. So statistically you might get a heartache for a few days. Yeah. Like that's what it is. It won't kill you. Um, the condition itself, I think it was called, I, I don't know, I'm not a doctor and I butcher these things. <laughs> it's seriously something that happens anyways to, to chill to kids in that age group. Right. So, I'm yeah, not, I, I, I'm not getting hung up on that stuff. I'm really not. Everyone's got a statistic that they, they claim. All yeah. I know is I'm watching America um, and they've vaccinated so many people and they're going to concerts and hockey games and baseball games and they're having golf tournaments. See that they're going to they're going to have conferences. And you know what? I make fun of Joe's Joe's um, um, maybe lack of um, safety measures in Florida doesn't really matter in texas doesn't matter that texas is a bit lawless and it comes to that you'll be fine yeah well, I mean, you do I'm, have that. I'm going on the assumption that i'm vaxxed i'm safe i don't i don't care and 
like I said, you know, I'm anxious to get out and talk to people and it'll be great to go out and, um, and, and talk to some people about, you know, some of the things that I'm going to be working on and get their input on, you know, what I'm, cause that's the thing is like that, that value of having like some dedicated time with some really smart people who you respect. And like Tamitha was saying, like just being able to hang out with people who get excited by the same things we do. And so you're sitting there and you're, when you're talking about like, okay, I'm working on a new practice management software. I'm, I'm trying to roll out a new practice management software. Have you used it? Are you using it? What do you like? What are the problems you've had? Those, those conversations are, are truly uh, invaluable, right? Oh, absolutely. And the cool thing is, is because you're going to be down there with Lysio, I mean, you're with such a good team. Everywhere we go, it, it seems that somebody knows Chris and they go, oh, Chris is just the best guy. We know that. We had him on the show recently. We've had a lot of conversations. We know his team, his pedigree, his history. Um, you're going to have a great time down there. What are you going to be speaking on? Is this customer experience 2.0? Customer experience 2.0. So the, the, I did the first kick of the can with uh, CPA Academy um, just last week. I think it went well. How'd that go? I, I know I promoted the heck out of it, but I didn't go. <laughs> um, it, it was not too bad. We had, I think, yeah. like 100 attendees. So it wasn't, nice. wasn't too bad. And uh, um, I think the it was my first time content so my timing was a little off i think i ran five minutes long and it was definitely one of those because so here's what happened um so i got so the beautiful thing that anyone who's ever worked with allison knows she does a lot of legwork behind the scenes and yes out slide decks and 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 doing a lot of the heavy lifting quite frankly um but then you have then you've got to work with content and you've got to basically prepare the content that's been prepared prepared for you, um, which used to happen a lot of times with some of the Intuit presentations. Um, and so I read through the content and it was like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be ad-libbing, which is great because I, I prefer to be ad-libbing. Uh, but typical Andrew Wall ad-libbed way too much. And then I, <laughs> I'm, about, I'm, I'm about 45 minutes into the presentation and like halfway through the slides, I'm like, I guess I better speed this up. Um, and I definitely ran through the, the last four or five well, slides. Very quick. The thing is, is uh, with Lysio, you're a fairly new customer and a new user. Um, so as you get more familiar with the tool, especially if you're going to do some of those presentations, you'll have plenty of time to really oh, dial my, it my, in. You, you really want to dial it in at the conferences, obviously, because yeah. there's not a lot of slack time built into those. No, you're, I have pretty be, much I have to be on the on the hour period. Yeah. Now, what, one of the things that I think um, worked really well is most of the slides at the end were basically product slides. Um, whereas the, all the stuff at the beginning was just more about sort of customer experience, talking about how I'm building, you know, my team and my culture and, um, you know, this, you know, some of these philosophies that, you know, I, I've, I've absorbed from this sort of, you know, from Chris and from, from people in our community and, and, and building this you know, better customer experience and building a team who's, who's focused on building a customer, better customer experience. Um, so I think it, it worked out well because I basically said, look, look, I'm not going to go through this product in, uh, in detail because if you want that, go watch Lindsay. Get a demo. Yeah, there's the, the, they got an amazing YouTube channel. Go watch the YouTube channel and you can you can learn all about it. Or even schedule a demo, right? They got a great team. So it, you don't have to absorb it all. Yeah, exactly. And, and so like it's, I sort of think that, you know, when you've got an hour and you're speaking, really your job is just to inspire people. Um, and I think that sometimes I personally have a tendency to try and push too much content. Um, 
and, and people aren't going to walk out of a session and remember everything. Even those people who are writing down notes, they're not going to implement. Like if, you, if you've got 55 slides and they've all gotten a really important point, uh, no one can absorb that, right? Like people, people like three points, that's it. Your, your entire presentation should come down to three key points. Uh, and, and you gotta, you gotta stick to those and, and, uh, you know, give people time to absorb and, and most importantly, I think, inspire them, right. And, and hopefully make them interested in, in, in what it is you're talking about. At least that's now, what now Andrew, you, um, you probably have been watching the comments, but Jeff Weathers, who's out there mentioned, he's never been to a conference. And I'm like, Jeff, what the hell, man? You gotta yeah, get to a conference, but yeah, honestly, the the one thing that you'll take away, Jeff, is if you get there, your head's gonna explode with the knowledge you're gonna pick up. You know, Andrew and I are talking about the social side, how important that is. Honestly, the first thing when you go to a conference for the first time, the social side is wonderful, but the content is amazing. Yeah, and you're gonna learn so many things, and you're gonna come out of there so excited about things and that's exactly what happened to to andrew and i our first uh, quickbooks connect in 2015 we came out of there just madly crazy about quickbooks and everything to do with quickbooks we were both uh, zero um uh providers as well we were both spread around different labels we came away focused on quickbooks which is wonderful for intuit to be able to do that and convert i have nothing against those other offerings but it helped me focus and develop niche and we learned about value pricing and you know eventually advisory services now a lot of that stuff is gets a bit boring to me because i've heard it so many times and it's second nature but when you're learning a lot of the concepts first time and you're learning from some of the legends, someone like a Jeannie Whitehouse, who we mentioned earlier, uh, Clay Notes, we mentioned earlier, wonderful speaker, Tom you know? Yeah. yeah, the list goes on and on and on. But after a while, it's like, yeah, I, I know what they're, um, Hector, Hector Garcia. I mean, he has great presentations. Seth David, um, you definitely want, when you get there your first time, Jeff, is to take in those conferences go in and see the people you've heard about and see them firsthand and prepare to be blown away because the quality of speaking is amazing. But, but now when I go, it's like, Oh, I want to go hang out with Seth. I want to go hang out with Hector, but it's not to listen to their, to their sessions. It's to uh, sit with them in the bar, have a drink, see what they've been up to um, find out how their family's doing just things like that. It's all part and parcel. So definitely get to a conference scaling new heights is coming i don't know where you're based but uh, it's dallas fort worth and or fort worth texas and obviously there's an airport right there so go for it um connect whatever version it's going to be will probably be back in 2022 i have not heard into it's going to open up conferences again this year but get to one you'll you'll know what we're talking about and, uh, and get to and, scaling uh, you're going to see andrew present yeah, come come listen to me at scaling. Heckle and, him, throw uh, stuff at him if he's not uh, keeping an eye on his watch. Um, and yeah, if I'm running long, just throw things. That's that's great. That's a great, great tip. No, I I think I I think you're okay because Allison will uh, she'll find a way to to keep you in line. Nudge me along. It's also harder when it's virtual, right? Like you can't you don't see the room, you don't see the person in the back going. Right, <laughs> Andrew, hurry well, up. <laughs> I remember, though, um, 
the first time I presented, um, it was the QuickBooks Connect in Toronto, and I was doing a panel with um, with uh, the story I met Diane Mueller. Remember that story? And yeah. Diane moderated, and um, you know she's one of my best friends in the community now. But back then, we didn't necessarily see eye to eye on things, and it kind of surprised me that you know this person came in and kind of took over this this discussion that I kind of brainstormed with into it. And I was feeling a bit, uh, I wouldn't say annoyed, but it, it took us a while to warm up to each other. Uh, so I kind of lost my conversation either. All I was, remember I was talking about outsourcing. <laughs> well, I lost, I lost my focus and I lost some of my motivation, even though everyone said it was great. I remember sometimes kind of losing my train of thought and I looked out there and there was Rachel Clark in the audience, kind of look, looking at me, and kind of I could tell. But Rachel Clark's organizer for the Canadian uh, QuickBooks Connect, for those of you who don't know, and I saw this look on her face, like, "Get on track, Brad. Get a grip." And it was like she had no idea. I talked to her after. She, she said, "No, no," because you know Rachel can be hard to read sometimes. But that kind of got me back on track. So maybe you just need somebody giving you the hairy eyeball, Andrew. Maybe I'll do it. You never know. I might be down there too. Oh, sorry. I'm losing your volume, man. Oh, no. Uh, how's that? Yeah, you're back. It was your mic. Yeah. So you never know. The other day I was in touch with David Larry, of course, Cloud Accounting Podcast, David Larry, who also works for Melio, uh, the payment company. And he jokingly said, I said, yeah, Andrew's probably going to be down there um, with Lysio. And he made the he made the joke. He says, well, I'll throw a T-shirt on you if you come down, but you got to wear mine. <laughs> so <laughs> the train, the train seal things coming in. But, uh, you know, I made a comment recently that, you know, when I lost all the weight, I've got all these massive XL swag T-shirts upstairs. I'm never going to wear again. And I'm going to definitely be more selective when I take on. And I basically tell it at partners. If you want me to wear your stuff, there's got to be something in it for me. So there's my, there, there, there you go. I'll put it out there. If you want me to go to a conference and wear your stuff, I think you're going to have to get, fly me there. <laughs> maybe Melio, maybe that'll be you. <laughs> maybe Receipt Bank, maybe uh, QuickBooks, who knows? Well, I, I think we'll find a way to get you down there, Brad. Yeah, there's, there's always a way. I'll figure it out. I mean, this year has been such an evolution. You just never know. Yeah, but uh, no, that's great. I know we were joking around with Chris a few weeks ago about, you know, getting down there. So you never know. I might find a way to sleep yeah. on the floor in the Airbnb or something. Exactly. But um, I'm interested that you were speaking with with uh, with, with um, Blake, because I think we got a no, it was actually uh, it was actually uh, David. He said that. OK, so uh, Blake said giraffe. Yeah. But Blake, did you notice we got a message from Blake? to Friday Night Live. And I wasn't sure if it was actually Blake, but he was saying oh, yeah. something about, um, there might be a way for us to get Friday Night Live qualified for PD. And apparently- Yes, yeah, so you were supposed to do something about that. So I-, I, I So why I'm supposed to do something about that? Yeah, I said, Andrew, it's your call if you want to do it or not. So- Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Why wouldn't we, right? Um, yeah. So I just- so I there you go, people. Really you can get PD for- by it checking in with us on Fridays. Uh, Apparently well, there's yeah, a way. But soon. I, I like because I guess they're doing that for Cloud Accounting podcast now, right? Well, I I mean I can see that. Um see, I listen to their podcast regularly and it's very it's got a good structure to it and it's got a lot of great 
focused contest, not just two Canadians rambling on about nothing at all. We're like the Seinfeld of, of, Hey, I've, been, cast, I've right? been to lots of stuff where I got PD and I didn't learn a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, definitely reach back. I, I said, Hey man, um, you're the boss. I, I saw a, it, it just, it had a link. He, he was saying, Hey, we're looking at doing it for cloud accounting, but then it had a link to someone else's calendar. And I was like, well, is this, no, really no, I was just his calendar. Like, he, wa- he wants to talk. He wants to talk. No, he wants to talk to you about it. Okay. I didn't understand it. The problem is, and just for people with Blake, that's what confused me. No, it would have been. It's some it's some tool that he knows about. But um, just for those of you out there um, who like to or try and reach out to Andrew and I, reach out to us individually <laughs> to our individual oh, Facebook hard, profiles yeah. because when something comes in through FNL, this is a labor of love for the two of us, and the messages get lost. I've gone in there, and there's been people asking for help or assistance or input on something and it's been there for a week and maybe two weeks i'm like oops sorry so or it's like a dm on twitter i don't read those <laughs> sorry yeah yeah so so uh yeah it's legit andrew so give it a go because i'm actually having a chat with um with both those guys and i guess you know it's almost a segue because we're almost at the end of our of our um of our time tonight is that uh just so people know next week is our um they call it Canada Day. It's like our 4th of July, and we're going to be taking the weekend off. But the following week, we have special guests, David Leary and Blake Oliver. So we got the cloud awesome. of accounting awesome. podcast, guys. That's going to be a, yeah, exactly. We're going to have the discussion then. So um, we're on summer hours, as Andrew and I are calling it. The following week, we're going to have uh, a lot of people know Jeff Borshua. He's been a big influencer on uh, influence on me even before I went out on my own. Um, he's a, always a wealth of knowledge. And then we're taking another week off. Andrew's going to be in the sticks somewhere without the internet. So we decided, hey, we're on summer hours. And then it is another long weekend. So we're going to be a little quiet over the next little while. We hope you, everyone doesn't miss us. Um, I'm going to put a link into the, into the chat. If you want to come hang out, normally to come hang out with our guests that we seem to have lost our guest tonight. Hopefully she might, um, you know, she might come back on or maybe, maybe they cut power on her old building. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, you know, Tam is, is such a good dear friend to ours. Uh, one of my last memories of QuickBooks connect, in San Jose was Andrew and I were hanging out with Richard Ropa and Kelly Gonzalez till the usual 4 a.m. or whatever it was. And then Tam was flying home to, to, to Ontario and she was catching her early flight and she was waking up to go to the airport and there's Andrew and Brad hanging out. So I had a conversation with her just before she jumped in her cab and went to the uh, San Francisco airport. And, uh, She's a wonderful friend. And Tam, if you're listening to this later, it was great to see you. Best of luck with the acquisition. And thanks for joining us. Ah, Happy Friday, everybody. We'll see you back next week, I guess. No. No, the week after. I can't even. (laughs) We we have a calendar. We'll we'll do our best to keep everyone posted. And thanks. Thanks, everyone, for the continued support. And uh, hope to see you after. Okay. Night, everyone.